people of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey everybody, welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Madison Shepard. Hi, uh, Unpops. Connor still has not turned up. He was thrown in a black van. Wow. Yeah, he was standing on a street corner. Well, when you're that pretty, it just happens. Not to blame the victim, but low-key, But you know, with that face. Victim's fault. I mean, now that his ass is all over the internet... His dick's all over the internet. Kind of, yeah, that's too. Naked roast battle. Yeah. With Keith Carey, who has yeah. kind of an impressive dick. A huge one. Yeah. I'd always heard rumor, and then I saw that, and I was like, oh, I, the outline is quite large. Yeah. <laughs> In the pixelation. <laughs> I was looking, all right, sue me. I looked. What What's well, naked say? roast battle? You have to you look. Gotta why, look. Yeah. Why that? Why the hell wouldn't you? Exactly. Madison has been on, you've been on the main Unpops podcast before, right? Yeah. And yeah. list cast before. Yeah, and the 12 questions won. Oh, yeah. You were just yeah. on that. That's yeah. one of the newer podcasts on the network. So. Anna Valenzuela and Alex Chuang. I always I always forget about it. That's because fine. It's, it's so new. I still have to yeah. get acquainted with it. Look, you're doing a lot. You're doing great. By the way, you're killing it. And this new podcast uh, space is crazy great. I love it. Yeah, I like this room. It took me a while to put it together. And once I was done putting it together, I wanted to just move all the tables out and put a couch up here so I could just hang out. Yeah, this is a great space. But, you know, at least it keeps my workspace separate from my living space. That is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, Conspiracy the Show, what is your general feelings on conspiracy? What is your general feelings? That doesn't sound like good grammar That sounds like somebody whatsoever. who's been awake since 4 a.m. Yeah, 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 I've been up for a while. <laughs> what are your general feelings on conspiracy right. theories? In terms of conspiracies, you know, I, I definitely am not somebody who needs to dig deep with them. I don't need to go down the, the hole of that, but I do think that... You know, when given some information, I can definitely be like, oh, here's what I'm told happened. And then I understand that sometimes yeah. between what I'm told happened and the truth, sometimes there is different information. That being said, when I first saw Loose Change back in the early aughts, oh, yeah. my mind was fucking blown. <laughs> that was 14 when 9-11 happened. So did it, did it. Oh, it didn't work. Shit, do it again, do it again. My mind was fucking blown. What the, what the fuck? Why is it not working? No, so dumb. Dirty, dirty. I don't know. Well, I tried to do sound effects for that. Here, and we'll just do it. Uh, I'll, I'll do the sound effect I wanted to do. So say it one more time. Okay. My mind was fucking blown. <laughs> that yeah. was the Howard Dean <laughs> scream. And I feel like I did it a little too loud. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I know why it's not working. No, I don't. It's still not working. <laughs> We're spending a little too much time on this. That's okay. I mean, so I you wa- you watched Loose Change? Yeah, and I, I think I definitely was affected by it, and it kind of like changed my opinion. I think that was the first time where I was like, oh man. But also, actually, 
I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and so yeah. the JFK assassination is something that we, not weirdly, but definitely comes up a lot. Like I grew up in the neighborhood where the Texas Theater is, where Lee Harvey Oswald oh, sure. hid, and so it, it, you know, I used to wait for the the train at Union Station, which was right across from the book depository. So I almost said suppository, but that's not. That would be that's so not, uncomfortable. Sounds like a you need a lot of lube. Yeah, that's whole a pow- that's a power bottom move to shove a whole book up your ass. Oh, for sure. Like uh, yeah. you're what? Who are you trying to impress? And like then it's not even power bottom. Then it's just you. Like if you're shoving it up your own, that's just power. I mean, honestly, impressed though. Yeah, super weird impressed. but impressed. <laughs> yeah, I did a show in Dallas in 2016, and I was there for a couple days. And one of my biggest regrets is that I never even thought to go down to Dealey Plaza and take wow, a bunch grassy of knoll. insensitive pictures yeah. at the grassy knoll. No, I get it. Yeah. Because um, JFK yeah. is one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Yeah, that one. I grew up next door to a woman whose dad worked with Jack Ruby and the mob. Uh-huh. And she had many opinions that it wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald and all this other stuff. So even as a little kid, I think I knew. But I also am not somebody I'm not about to like fucking die on that hill. I don't I just don't I don't give a shit that deep about yeah. anything except for myself and my cat. I've just I've <laughs> good kitties. Yes. I've always been fascinated with that. I call it the golden era of assassinations. <laughs> Because we were just killing everyone for a little while there Look, in the 60s. We'll bring it back. You know, they just don't do it like they used to anymore. Yeah. It's like we missed with Reagan and just gave up. I mean, do better crazies. Yeah. Keep trying. Damn it. We're talking today about one of what I consider part of the the golden era of assassinations, yeah. political assassinations in this country, which is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Would you say this is like one of the top three assassinations in this country of like like lincoln jfk yeah uh, among the most important it's top three maybe top top five at worst yeah yeah but i feel like dr king had some presidential aspirations and had he run and won this would be a very different country yeah and i feel the same way about bobby kennedy Mm -hmm. a little bit definitely one of the yeah that's why we'll blow it out to five maybe ten even but yeah I'd I'd say JFK, Abraham Lincoln, because Abraham Lincoln, like, he got all his shit done mm-hmm. before he was assassinated. People were just mad that he succeeded. Yeah. So he got, so that's a little less tragic. Yeah. Because at least he freed the slaves first. Yeah. Like, the everyone else, Dr. King, JFK, RFK, Malcolm X. Yeah. Like, they all had shit to do still. Yeah. And they got gunned down. Too soon. Before they got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Too soon, I would argue. Yeah. There's a, every politician, there's a point where it's like, now's the time. They should be assassinated. Yeah, no, I mean. And none of them were at that point. Put out to pasture. Do you think that we're being put on a list for time? <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm I'm certain that I'm on a list of yeah, some sort. Yeah, because you have a podcast and yeah. Yeah. I was on a list briefly because of who I was dating. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but. Who were you dating? Somebody who used to, his mom was like a native activist. And so all of the phone calls were recorded. And anytime we went like someplace, sometimes there were just cars around. And I thought it was just because he had a crystal meth problem that he was making it up. But it was actually kind of (laughs) true. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, fuck, this is real. Yeah, I've I've had the sense that 
I mean, I have to be on a list of some sort. The things I've written about and talked about that yeah. have been read by. It's not just that I've written about them and talked about them. They've been seen by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm probably on a list somewhere. Fingers crossed. Man, that's kind of tight, though. Yeah, I want an FBI file about me. I, I mean, w- yeah. I want them to know everything. That's a marker of a like an American entertainer, I think. Like, yeah. Do you have an FBI file? Right. They all have to, right? Yeah, most of them do. Have There's to. a fascinating website I tell people about all the time called fbi.vault.gov, which is where the FBI uploads all of their Freedom of Information Act request files. <sighs> Love this country sometimes, man. Yeah, it's great. Like the, the files on Elvis are fascinating. Really? I'm, I'm an Elvis truther after reading through the FBI files really? about Elvis. I don't believe he died when... They say. I don't believe the official story of his death. Do you have a podcast episode about that? Do I need yeah. to go back and listen? Yeah. I, go back I, and listen, my, my opinion on Elvis is that he joined the witness protection program because he was involved in an FBI case against a smuggling ring called the Fraternity, which that part is not, that's not like speculation. That's in the FBI Whoa. files. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Good times. Yeah. And the thing about MLK, this was one of the first conspiracy theories that I read up on and was like, yeah, I think I think they're up to no good here. But what's frustrating about it is I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Like, I I mean, no one knows what happened with any of these. That's why they're conspiracy theories and not in history books or that's a bad fucking reference. Mm, Still. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, They're with you. We're listening. But like with JFK, I have an idea of what happened. Yes. And I've done I've done an episode about that. I think Lee Harvey Oswald was shooting, and I think the fatal shot that hit JFK was accidentally fired by the Secret Service. Hmm. Which, it's such a perfect theory, because then the fact that Lee Harvey Oswald was acting alone is still true. He just didn't land all his shots. Right. There's a documentary about it called JFK, The Smoking Gun. That's fantastic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I mean, I definitely, because of the woman who lived next door to me, and I was kind of hearing kind of some, you know. The mob stuff. The mob stuff. I was like, and, you know, the, the you know, the Kennedy family and their bootlegging ties. Yeah. Like, eh, I kinda, I, I'm on that side of things. Vanessa but... Gritton thinks Earl Skakel killed JFK. Well, he's old I might enough. have that a little wrong. <laughs> I, I also don't know him. I probably shouldn't. Like, <laughs> well, Michael Skakel, I believe was his name, is the Kennedy family. I thought member. you were talking about the the comic. I am. Oh, okay. He's part of the Skakel family, which is part of the Kennedy family. Oh, and remember the there was the girl in the like eighties or nineties who they just found beat to death on one of the Kennedy properties, and they eventually arrested Michael Skakel for it. Got it. And Earl Skakel is part of that circle. And Vanessa demanded that I not mention any of that on the podcast we did, and I brought it up immediately. Oh, why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah. So if Vanessa dies, Earl Skakel did it. Right. Well, RIP. <laughs> we've had a good run, Vanene. Yeah, she's been... She'll be mad at me for saying that. Can you edit that out? Don't edit it out, she's but she'll a... be real like salty with me for saying it like that. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be fine. So let's listen to Walter Cronkite talking about the death of Martin Luther King Jr., mostly because it's just a thing I've never heard. Yeah, I never watched this before. Oh, I guess I should unmute it. That would be the CBS respectful Evening thing News to do. With Walter Cronkite Is that super loud? And Russ Hodge okay. in Memphis, Tennessee. Dan Rather in New York. 
Bernard Kalb in Saigon, Marvin Kalb in I don't see any of those people in the room. And Bert Quint in Quezon, South Vietnam. What is he doing? <laughs> Good evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. Police have issued an all-point okay, bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the scene. Officers also reportedly chased and fired on a radio-equipped car containing two white men. Dr. King was standing on the balcony of a second-floor hotel room tonight when, according to a companion... I'm going to pause it for a second. Yeah. Because that thing he just said about the police chasing a car with two white men... And a radio. ...that was radio-equipped, that's one of those things... I've never heard that. Yeah. In Like, even in the official story... Yeah. Of the assassination, because all anyone ever says is that a well-dressed white man was seen fleeing the scene. Yeah. And I think got into a car and drove off. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard that part. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know this was a thing, by the way. I, I had no idea that this was a conspiracy at all. Like, I didn't. Oh, really? I, the, you invited me on this podcast to talk about it. it was the first I'd ever heard of it. But then once I like, you know, it, so anyways, I hadn't heard it either. What my initial reaction, especially somebody who's kind of coming to this whole idea fresh out uh-huh. of nowhere in my opinion, it's a lot of information for it, number one, not being our modern times where everything is cell phone and internet and right. blah, blah, blah. We can get information very quick. Um, it, it it feels like a lot of information and for what? I'm like, why are you saying this? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think that the same thing happened after 9-11 where like, you know, literally there was no station that wasn't playing information about 9-11 and we found yeah. out all this information so quickly. But it was also in a way where it was like, why do we know all of this so fast and furious right. in this? So uh, it, it's, it smells a little to me. Yeah. It you feels... know what I mean? Why did it disappear and why is it here? Yeah. And this, the same sort of thing happened with Oklahoma City. We did an episode about that. There's all of these news reports from the day it was happening while everything was unfolding where they're like, all right, the ATF found a second bomb and they're in dismantling that bomb now. And if you go back and look at the official story now, there's nothing mentioned about the second bomb or any of that. Hmm. But you can like just the same thing with this. You can watch actual news reports and hear these things mentioned, but then they just kind of disappear from the story. And some of that could be, you know, just eyewitness reactions that are wrong yeah. that eventually fall out of the official story. But sometimes, sometimes it's stuff like this where it's weird. Like yeah. there are, there are weird circumstances around this. So who knows? Let's listen the to this. The shot was a little fired bit from across the street. In the friend's words, the bullet exploded in his face. Police, who have been keeping a close watch over the Nobel Peace Prize winner because of Memphis' turbulent racial situation, were on the scene almost immediately. They rushed the 39-year-old Negro leader to a hospital where he died Don't of a bullet wound. Don't say it like that, Walter Cronkite. Jesus. Police said they found it's better a than what he wants to say. <laughs> but it was not immediately identified as the murder weapon. Mayor Henry Loeb has reinstated the dusk-to-dawn curfew he imposed on the city last week in a march led by Dr. King erupted in violence. Governor Buford Ellington has called out 4,000 National Guardsmen. Police report that the murder has touched off sporadic acts of I bet of Governor Buford isn't racist at all. <laughs> In a nationwide television address, President Johnson expressed the nation's shock. America is... All right, fuck fat. you. <sighs> you probably killed JFK, you son of a bitch. Uh, 
I not, don't know. Not you, Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, right. I mean, I don't know where you were the day JFK died. Uh, so Not even a twinkle in my mama's eye. But my, my granddad apparently had very strong pro-Johnson uh, opinions. So oh, that's really? all I really know about him. Also, there's a major freeway in Dallas called LBJ. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's all I know. So I don't have opinions on it. So a lot of this, what we're going to talk about, comes from a documentary that I'm going to pull up just so I can get the title of it. Which was so spooky, by the way. I watched this by myself before a man came to my house to do a podcast, and it was... Uh, oh, yeah? It was spooky. I was like, ah, this voiceover is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the it's, sound effects are a lot. Oh, scary. It's <laughs> one of these... Is it the History Channel or yeah. A&E? It feels like a late 90s History Channel, you know, the guy with too much resonance in his voice, like just from the jump. I mean, this this has his audio over it. And it's- yeah. It's on a YouTube page called The Unredacted, and it's called Conspiracy, Who Killed Martin Luther King? And it's it's kind of short. It's only 45 minutes. So... Go out and watch that, but also listen to this podcast, and maybe you won't even have to go out and yeah. watch that. Yeah. Who's got time to watch a 45-minute doc? I mean, we did it. But barely. I mean, So these people don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about the official story behind the assassination of MLK. He traveled to Memphis in support of striking African-American city sanitation workers on March 28th, 1968, he participated in a massive march in Memphis in support of those same workers, and it ended in violence. And <clears throat> this is like the week before he dies. Right. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, he decides, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do another march, and this time it's going to go better, and it won't end in violence. This was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bold decision. And a week later. Yeah. Like, give it time. So on April 3rd, he returned to Memphis, hoping to stage a second, more successful march. His flight was delayed by a bomb threat, which at that point I'd have been like, all right, fuck Memphis. It can fall into the ocean. Mm -hmm. These are too many bad signs. But he carried on Mm -hmm. and made it to Memphis on April 3rd. And this is when he gave his famous I've been to the mountaintop speech, which I didn't know that happened right before he died. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, on I actually don't know this speech. I don't know. Am I a bad black person? I mean, I'm half white, so obviously that already tells you I'm I a had bad to go back person. and read it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, there's that sentence that people quote on the internet all Wait, the time. Was oh, that when the only dark, only light can do that? No. Business? It, it might be. Okay. Who knows? You know what? I there's I, I used to date a, a very uh, political, intellectual, uh, older black man who. Had it's a his book fault of all. you don't know this. Yeah, it's because I like was like, ah, you're into this. Oh, I can't. I can't be into <laughs> it too. I can't also read this book about. This. Those are the assassinations my grandfather was into. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I like the basically. newer ones. Yeah, let's talk about Selena. <laughs> Um, we should do an episode about Selena. I'm sure there's some should. kind of conspiracy. Absolutely. Behind her well, death. the fact that like something JLo took related. her place. Mm. That's one. JLo killed her. Yeah, like maybe something. Selena's death forced NAFTA through. Ugh, I wouldn't doubt it. I bet that's it. Uh, so around 6 p.m., he went out on the balcony to address some associates who were in the parking lot, and 
this is fucking creepy. His last words were to musician Ben Branch, who was scheduled to perform at an event that night. And those last words were, Ben, make sure you play Take My Hand, Precious Lord, in the meeting tonight. Play it real pretty. And with that, at 6.01 p.m., he got shot in the face. Now, was it in the face or in the neck? Because, like, in that documentary, I think they said neck. And then in that CBS thing, they were, like, in the face. Well, it went in through his cheek and then went down. Like, it apparently severed his spinal cord at one point. So, it moved around. But I think it went in through his cheek and maybe, like, down through Mm -hmm. his throat. Mm -hmm. He was struck with a .30-06 bullet fired from a Remington Model 760 rifle. And the bullet broke his jaw, several vertebrae, uh, severed his jugular vein and major arteries in the process before lodging in his shoulder. That sounds like some magic bullet shit. It was a buck. Maybe there was like, it was a dirt, you know, a bullet with a bunch of other shit in it. But from that distance, I don't know if like a shotgun shell, I don't know. Because I think this is a rifle round. But I don't know that much about guns. Am I a bad white person? Um, yeah, probably because you're on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should I, I should have more NRA knowledge, mm-hmm. things of the like. Uh, so shortly after the shot was fired, witnesses saw a man later believed to be James Earl Ray fleeing from a rooming house across the street from the Lorraine Motel. Ray had been renting a room there. Police found a package dumped close to the site, which included a rifle and binoculars. Both with Ray's fingerprints. Well, that's damning. Yeah, but then, I mean, you'll probably go on to say more about this. But, oh, yeah. like, you know, none of his, like, fingerprints were in the rest of the room. Right. The room where the shooting yeah. happened. Yeah. But he was also kind of an idiot. So it's possible that he had gloves on for that, but not when he originally handled the gun and binoculars, maybe. Yeah, I this know. I can't get a, a, a feel for whether James Earl Ray is a smart man or a dumb man or just right. a man of average intelligence yeah like yeah. at certain points he like i i don't believe he fired the shot that killed martin luther king jr mm. but i do think he was involved in some way and i think he's been lying about a lot of it yeah he's involved for sure but yeah. to what extent mm. Yeah. I mean, one time he robbed somebody and then dropped his wallet with his yeah. ID on the way out. He's So he's not the smartest criminal. He's also real dumb. Yeah. But we'll get into that. We will. And Ray had purchased the rifle that was found at the scene under an alias six days earlier. And a worldwide manhunt ensued. I've always thought this part was weird that they didn't like you would think they would have locked Memphis down. Yeah. As soon as that happened. Yeah. Because that's what happened in Dallas. Yeah. I don't know what the difference would be that would make them lock down Dallas, but not lock down Memphis. Yeah. I don't know why. But somehow he managed to get out of town and damn near out. Actually, he got out of the country because he was arrested at Heathrow Airport. Flying all over Europe. Yeah. But it took two months to find him. He confessed almost immediately and was sentenced to 99 years in prison. Case closed. That's our episode, everybody. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thanks for so much for out. having me. Yeah, this oh was really, we got this done a lot faster than I thought. So obviously, no, that's not what happened because James Earl Ray recanted almost immediately. Uh, I think, yeah, actually three days later Whoa. is when he recants his confession. So think about how, like by that point, it was already too late. Yeah. Like that's a crazy, 
Like, even when he confessed, someone should have been like, no, we're going to have a trial anyway and uh, see how this goes. But this, it was kind of like after three days, we were just like, all right, well, he's guilty. He confessed. So case closed. Yeah, which honestly, three days was the same amount of time that it took them to convince us that Osama bin Laden had done 9-11. Oh, right. You know what I mean? So it it takes that long for this country to brainwash the people. Yeah. I, I wonder if it, it must be a three-day thing. It's within three days. I mean, you know, also, I'd, I'd watched that documentary, and I am maybe I'm misremembering the title, but called, like, The Confession Tapes on Netflix about oh, coerced sure, yeah. uh, confessions. And 100% they coerced this fucking confession out of oh, this yeah. guy. I mean, if you're of average intelligence and you have literally the best police minds in the country – beaming down on you right. saying that we have your fingerprints on the weapon and nothing you know what i mean if yeah even if they're not 100 percent sure they'll present that information to you in such a way that you're like well fuck did i yeah you know what i mean that's why it's better to be unapprehended by the police in general yeah it's best like, to not get don't, caught don't get caught whatever you're doing and watch your law and order people request a lawyer ASAP. immediately asap it does no matter how many true crime shows you see where they're like well he asked for a lawyer so we knew something was suspicious fuck you officer no get a lawyer every lawyer every civil rights expert everyone will tell you if you're taking taken into custody just don't say shit till you get a lawyer exactly and that's how you end up not being james earl ray yeah and just kind of a scuttle what an oaf yeah just kind of a dummy Oh, just entered into a conspiracy to kill MLK. It was, it, he wasn't going to shoot. Well, I just don't know. Well, okay, yeah. we'll get into his, that in a second. <laughs> I just don't know. I think he's kind of, you know, like in that movie, Burn After Reading, just kind of like it, the idiocy of the conspiracy. Yeah. I just wonder. Okay. Anyways. Just kind of happening around him. Mm-hmm. He later said through his new attorney, Jack Kershaw, that although he did not, quote, personally shoot King, he may have been, and this is another quote, partially responsible without knowing it so just fucking say what happened dude yeah i mean (sighs) and it's not that he doesn't say what happens it's just that there's some belief that maybe his version of the story is still leaving things out oh he absolutely is he's covering for somebody and why we don't know right i think it's i mean we'll get to it but i think it's his brothers fuck my brothers you know what i mean i know fuck them like, I'm about to be ki- like, well, no, strung up for this? Fuck no. But there's, you know, there's some criminals who are just like, no, I will not talk to the police. I will not tell them. Well, you know what they what say. Happened. You know, s- stitches, snitches get stitches. So yeah. it's a very, you know, who wants stitches when you could be, you know. When you could just spend the rest of your life in prison. And also just mar- like your name sullied by being the murderer of the maybe one of the best civil rights leaders ever in history. Yeah. It would be. Tough reestablishing life outside prison Mm -hmm. after that. Yeah. For anybody in his family, I'm sure. Yeah. And so what James Earl Ray claimed happened is he blamed everything on a man named Raul, which that's just a great name. I'm excited that that name pops up in this conspiracy. It felt so fake. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is not, first of all, James Earl Ray, you're an idiot. That's not that dude's real name. Oh, of course not. That's not his real name. And you just go around saying it like this. Yeah. Come on. You should say this was clearly a fake name. Yeah. And he. So look for criminals who are like this, who are using a fake name. He said he was a blonde haired Cuban man, which 
I'm sure that's a thing. It is absolutely a thing. Okay, good. Like, if you're, like, a Latino person or actually a black person from the Caribbean, like, you and me could be brother and sister. We'll okay. look completely physically different. Yeah. But, yeah, the genetics, because it was the first stop of the slave trade, it's all, like, oh, sure. Spaniard and it's native and it's African bloods mixed up and those genetic interminglings for so long, people look crazy. Uh, not crazy, just all kind of ways. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Please don't be mad at me, Cuban people. <laughs> and he claimed he met Raul after escaping prison in Missouri and making his way to Montreal, where he was looking for false identification papers. And that the Montreal part's important when we talk about his false IDs later. Yeah, I definitely, like, smart man getting to Canada. Why didn't he just, like, chill in Canada forever, you know? Yeah. Like, what was in the United States for him that was so important that he needed to go back? I would have just been like well i'm in canada now fucked off forever i am gonna steal a petty crime basically right that he got yeah most of his crimes were just petty crimes yeah robbery and and the like yeah and also a thing that uh plays into his background and this conspiracy theory not a lot of evidence of him being a racist like Mm. there's not a lot like there's no history of him expressing racist sentiments right in his everyday life like i'm not saying he necessarily like i feel like back then everyone kind of was yeah just like now yeah yeah just (laughs) like now but like back then it was so uh, like it was even more ingrained yes than it is now yeah like it was more normalized but he was kind of a jailbird so like it's very possible that he was used to hanging around black dudes in jail in and yeah. out of the jails all over and so it's possible that he wasn't that racist like he was racist for the time i mean he wasn't racist for the time but he was racist by our standards if that yeah. makes sense yeah i don't think he was racist enough to kill a a, a civil civic leader you know yeah it didn't leader. didn't seem like it so he was looking for false identification papers when he was in Canada. He says Raul said he would get him papers if he helped him get some materials into the United States, which in this documentary, they cut from him saying that to all of a sudden they're in Memphis and he's buying a gun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened between Canada and Memphis. Like, did they just travel there separately and then meet up again? Like it's not really. Oh come clear. on! It was a it was a buddy it was a buddy road movie. Come on! <laughs> they just like got in a little Chevy and yeah, headed down south. Woo! Woo! Hitting road trip movie and juke joints all the way. Yeah, like Easy Rider. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's yeah, a movie I've never seen. Me either. But um, you know, I've I've seen that one with uh the Iron Man and the dude from uh, The Hangover. You know, I really want to work in the entertainment industry. I really know a lot Iron about Robert Downey Jr. and Bradley Cooper. No, the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Oh, that movie. Okay, yeah, yes. that's a buddy movie. <laughs> yeah. Now I know what movie you're talking about. Also, Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Okay. I just know about certain cultures. It's an I underrated guess. movie. It's great. Uh, so Raul tells him to buy a rifle, which James O. Ray does. And he gives the gun to Raul the day before the assassination. That's that's his claim yeah. as to what happened. And the problem with this is no one ever saw or met Raul outside. Of, only James Earl Ray has ever confirmed the existence of this Raul, which makes it a hard a hard defense to prove. But they said there was two. He got in the car with driven by somebody. 
that, when he left the hotel. I don't know. That was, yeah, in the Walter Cronkite thing. I had never heard that yeah, detail. Yeah, two white men. Raul, whatever his situation was, he was passing for white no matter what, we can assume. Yeah. And it could, they do point out in the documentary that the way Jerome, James Earl Ray left the hotel or the, the boarding house, the the car, he would have seen a police car walking out from mm-hmm. his vantage point, which is maybe what prompted him to just drop the bag there instead of walking with the bag to get into this car and leave. Mm-hmm. Because if you're seeing getting into the car with a big ass bag of guns, mm-hmm. right. that's going to look especially damning. Yeah. Uh, but also to leave it there, I would go, I would legitimately go back inside, I think. And try to find another way to leave mm-hmm. or somewhere to hide those guns. I don't know. Yeah. Or I would just not conspire to kill Martin Luther right. King Jr. That would probably be the first step. Yeah. yeah that, I, would, that would be the easiest fix for James Earl Ray or anyone. This is the, this Raul situation is uh, super weird. And yeah. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I, that's where I feel like he's trying to convince people there were more people involved, but also not say ex- exactly, exactly who, who is involved. One of the theories is that the FBI killed MLK, and mm-hmm. they did clean fucking hate Martin Luther yes. King Jr. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever done a COINTELPRO episode, but COINTELPRO was it was short for counterintelligence program, and that was just the FBI's program of following. Anyone they thought might be even sort of a threat to democracy or whatever. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just basically dissent in general. I mean, they they did it to the Black Panther Party, uh, which is like why the Black Panther Party didn't succeed is because... That's absolutely why, yeah. I mean, it's in the court documents and the FBI paperwork about it, but yeah. Yeah. There is a... Really great. I mean, there's a lot of really good information about the Black Panthers, but the I think one of the best short versions of that story is there's a PBS documentary mm-hmm. that came That's out I saw. like two years ago. It's fascinating. Yeah, that that one really upset me because, again, I didn't know anything about that. And I'd always yeah. heard that the FBI. W- so I'm not shocked uh, that they had a hand in MLK's. Right. Um, they sent death. him a letter. At one point, the famous suicide letter where the FBI posing as like, I think they just straight up claimed, hey, we're government agents. Yeah. I don't know if they said that specifically in the letter, but I'm sure it came through. And they were like, we're going to expose your past and all of this is going to come out. And they ended the letter by saying, uh, you know what you need to do? And everyone who has seen that letter took it as them implying, hey, you should kill probably yourself. kill yourself. And it's like, that is, if, if the government is willing to go to those, like, the things we know the government has done mm-hmm. make almost every conspiracy theory a little more believable. 100%. Because, like, yeah. MKUltra, which is a thing we proved happened, was, was a mm-hmm. big fucking mind control experiment that lasted 30 years. It's like, that was real. Like, yeah. that actually happened. If that could happen, something like this could happen. One hundred percent. I definitely think the government was involved. Um, and poor um, James is a is is like a patsy. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, and yeah. that was that was kind of his claim, also. And which there's... is also why he can't give that much information because the government has protected themselves so immensely. Right. 
probably, yeah. probably existed, but like. Yeah, I'm no, sure if there no. was ever any evidence of this, it's been shredded mm-hmm. by now. It's gone. So, yeah, the FBI, they followed MLK constantly, tapped his phone, sent him the suicide letter. There's a book about this by Philip H. Melanson called The Merkin Conspiracy, which isn't that... <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad title, Philip. Yeah. Uh, which is apparently named after the FBI's investigation into MLK's assassination, which concluded that James Earl Ray acted alone. Why the fuck is it called The Merkin Investigation? That must have been like the senator or yeah, congressman somebody... who started it. Yeah, I think it was like a, I think it was an FBI agent, and it was like his like head of the case or something. That's what I remember. Ah, the pube wig conspiracy. Yes. Uh, and the pussy lace front conspiracy. <laughs> and in that book, he claims the investigation by the FBI was flawed; that it didn't connect any dots with James Earl Ray, and only looked at the FBI and not the CIA or Army intelligence. Yeah. Both of which were also following and surveilling MLK mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Like the this is the most fantastical version of the conspiracy. Yes, because the grand conspiracy is what they call it. I think right. Yeah, yeah. And they one of the things it points to is that there were lots of witnesses who pointed to the second floor of that boarding house, but there were just as many who pointed to an area under the window. That James Earl Ray is supposed to have shot from. Sure. And they said there was someone crouched in the bushes. And the angle James Earl Ray would have had to shoot Martin Luther King from, like, good shots do happen. But that would have been a really, really great shot. Did he have, like, army training? Do we know? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything about him being in the military. Yeah, it, yeah, it would have come up, right? That like, hey, he was a sharpshooter Yeah, like at Korea least we had something. that with Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, with James O'Reilly, there's not any of that. And yeah. if you look at the window, he did. He shot out of a very small window. Mm-hmm. And had to stand in a tub. And Yeah, and he was 200 yards away, which is the length mm-hmm. of two football fields. Mm-hmm. That's It takes a lot to like, you have to be a really great shot to pull that off. Yeah. And what's interesting about this theory is that basically his theory is that the fucking army was there, the CIA Mm -hmm. was there, and they were all in agreement that Martin Luther King needed to be killed. Yeah. And the mafia was part of this Mm -hmm. and that the person who was going to do the shooting was the person the mafia hired. But if he missed, the army was there to fire other shots mm-hmm. so it it the way this guy describes this conspiracy is several different government agencies all knew what their particular job was right and they were just there to do that and that was all supposed to add up to martin luther king dying yeah and it did and that is uh it's fucking crazy yeah and so let's uh some of the things the one of the thing this guy one thing this guy brings up also is that prior to James Earl Ray's trip to Canada, he would steal identities from like friends and associates mm-hmm. and people he knew and sure. he would just kind of use their name when he was, you know, running gallivanting around the country yeah. committing crimes and shit. But after his trip to Canada, he all of a sudden had access to a bunch of really hard to trace IDs of people who all looked kind of like him. Yeah. And one of those identities he stole was from a a man named Eric S. Galt, 
And that's the name James Earl Ray was using for nine months before the assassination. And their signatures were so similar. The line of thinking is that he had access to a document or something with this guy's signature that he could copy his signature. And we come to find out that Eric Galt was a security cleared employee of the U.S. government Mm -hmm. working at a union carbide plant, which... That could very well be U.S. intelligence going, all right, this guy looks like James Earl Ray. Let's just get his file out for a few days and then we'll put it back. Yeah. And who the fuck would know? Yep. Yes, sir. So this Melanson guy thinks not only was Ray not the only shooter, but probably not one of the shooters at all. And he brings up a really great question. Who would know more? Who would be more likely to know that Martin Luther King was going to emerge from that hotel room at 6 p.m.? The intelligence agencies that have we've documented were following him at the time mm-hmm. or a fucking rogue criminal who just happened to blow into town on a stolen identity. Sure. Like the government's going to be the one to know, hey, assemble at six o'clock. That's when yeah. his agenda says he's leaving. Yeah. Well, they could hear it because they're tapping every right. All of his rooms are tapped before he even gets in them. His phone conversations. <sighs> it's. I mean, I, I I find it hard to believe that the government wasn't involved and that somehow hired James Earl Ray to do it. Yeah. Or at least be the fall man for it. Right. And then there's uh, the mob, which is also part of the, the previous conspiracy is that the mob was in on it also. Mm-hmm. And there's a lawyer named William Pepper who thinks the chances of James Earl Ray pulling this off alone are very slim. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, he was a criminal, but he was an inept criminal. Right. And also, like, I mean, there's a thing, you know, you know based, this is based on all my years of listening to true crime sure. uh, podcasts uh, and documentaries. Um, I'd say there's a, a big difference between somebody who commits nonviolent and violent oh, yeah. crimes. And even, like, let's say James, I mean, for, based on this is, I'm not Googling it because, like, why be right about something when I could just kind of, you know, guess work? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why have facts when I could just guess? Um, what are people going to comment on if we don't Jesus, get some shit wrong? right? Um, but I, I'd, I'd venture to say that. Um, James Earl Ray did like robberies and stuff and maybe there were I don't know if they were armed robberies even and there's a big difference between doing an armed robbery and flashing a gun and armed robbery and actually like shooting at somebody and I don't think he had like attempted murders or anything like that and I don't know that he based on his age I don't know that he was in the military it doesn't seem like he was that doesn't because it would absolutely come up that if he was in the military we would know that yeah so I just kind of think that it's not even it doesn't fit his criminal profile to yeah uh, like if if we're just looking at who he is if we were to take I read that book um, Mind Hunter you know what I mean oh sure and so sure. I I just don't really no now I'm an expert on you know murder profiles I just don't think that he fits the profile for it That's, uh, in all honesty it's such a big leap from petty criminal to killing a political leader. Even him fucking off to Canada to get IDs, I'm like, you could fucking do that here. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you didn't have to or go just all the stay way. Stay in to- Canada. Yeah, you didn't have to go all the way to Montreal. Yeah. You know, so I I agree with this lawyer named Pepper, which is such a cute name. Yeah, oh, William Pepper. Oh, so sweet. I went to school with a girl whose first name was Pepper. Cute. Does she have How freckles? Cute. 
I don't remember, but she was very cute. Was she made fun of for being called Pepper, though? No, she's very popular. Oh, good for her. Yeah, yeah. She transcended her name. My favorite Pepper is the one in, uh, you know, John Waters' Cry Baby. You know, his sister played by um, I don't Ricky know if Lake. I've seen that movie. You know, our bazooms are our weapons. I may be, <laughs> Pepper might be pregnant, but she fights like a man, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Pepper shouldn't be fighting if she's pregnant. <laughs> well, she fights like a man, so I don't know. <laughs> But I mean, not if she's pre- like men don't get pregnant. So well, you're not fighting like a man if you're pregnant. Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of holes in that. I'm glad we hashed. I'm this glad out. we fucking got to the bottom of yeah. it, dude. Yeah, people didn't hear, but we talked about that for 45 minutes. Oh my I god, just it, edited most of it. It out. did feel like it. Yeah. So this William Pepper, he briefly worked on MLK's anti-Vietnam campaign. Later met James Earl Ray and was so convinced of his innocence that he decided to become his lawyer. And he claims that he uncovered the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And this one is also interesting, and it still kind of ties into the previous one. But there was a woman named Betty Spates who was working at a restaurant very near where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. And she was carrying on an extramarital affair with her boss, a man named Lloyd Jowers. Who was a white man. Yeah, he was a and she white was a, man. a black lady. Yeah. Yeah. Which, brave for I that mean, time. I mean, honestly, they're kind of like badass rebels. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Except for the part where one of them maybe shot MLK. MLK. Yeah. Or at least that, covered it that up. That was a bu- Unless it had been her who did it. That would have been, I would have been like, what? Dun, dun, dun. What was she thinking and what did MLK do to her? I mean. Yeah. But instead mm. it was her fucking racist white boyfriend. Supposedly. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. So shortly after King is shot, she hears a commotion in the back of the restaurant, goes to investigate, and sees Lloyd Jowers running toward her with a still smoking shotgun. She told this to no one until she talked to William Peppers in 1992. Imagine keeping that secret for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just uh, the still smoking gun. If you like, he was such a huge figure in the hearts and minds of black people. Like, I have a hard time believing that if you knew who actually killed MLK or had a thought, even if it was just some white guy you were, you know, cheating on your yeah. whatever, you wouldn't keep it a secret that not for that long. Certainly yeah. not. Especially as time went on and the guilt and like literally when he died, people were wrenching their clothes in the streets sobbing yeah. inconsolable like it fu- it fucks in the heart it still fucks the m- hearts and minds <laughs> it still fucks it still fucks <laughs> in the hearts and minds of like black people in america i have a hard time believing that yeah but anyways yeah that is a good point that she wouldn't mention it to anyone no one anyone not her pastor 24 years not her therapist yeah she's not her sister i know she didn't which is sad she should like she needed a therapist there there needed to be more mental health coverage in general in the south in the 60s want to point to like low self-esteem fucking somebody else's partner is a like a sign of low self-esteem for the person who is willfully getting engaged in that kind of behavior yes just saying and that's from somebody who's done it (laughs) (laughs) oh we're all trash we're all growing (laughs) (laughs) So for 24 years, Lloyd Jowers claimed he was in the restaurant at the time of the shooting. But after uh, the Spates revelation, he admitted that was a lie. And I feel like Maury Povich is coming out. Well, that was determined. That was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) And what he claims is that Frank Liberto, a mob connected vegetable warehouse owner, 
Oh, that sounds sad. As one does. Yeah. Was given the contract to kill King, and Jowers claims that Liberto approached him about helping to carry out the hit. Liberto gives him a rifle and a large sum of money. Jowers gives the rifle to the shooter, who he does not name. That's suspicious, because you're already admitting you're involved in the conspiracy. Why would you leave out the name of the shooter? Mm -hmm. Either I could get, on the one hand, you're trying to admit to it without fully admitting it, like Mm -hmm. without admitting you were the shooter. But also, if you're given it, like, you threw out the name of the mob-connected vegetable warehouse owner, you might as well name the shooter. Right. So that does make this story a little bit sketch, I think, also. And this is... uh, at one point, William Peppers presses reporters for access to the sources of a claim that there was also Army Special Forces in the area. Mm. And they give him proof, which is a military memo that calls for an accurate accounting of King's whereabouts and the assistance of local intelligence when the force is deployed, which they show this memo in the documentary, but also at one point suggest it might be fake. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. And I don't know enough about military memos to say for sure. Yeah. But I do know if a real one got out, the military would send someone in front of a camera to say, no, that's fake. Yeah. Do they do that? There's a, I wish I could think of the name of it. There is a documentary. It might still be on Netflix, but it's about a guy whose sole job, he worked for the government and his job was if someone was fishing around a military base and took pictures of something they weren't supposed to take pictures of, Mm -hmm. if they posted that publicly, he would go find these people and go, okay, well, I have some other, some more top secret information that I'm willing to share with you as long as you you will take it public. I can't take it public, but you can do it, and you're already on to this thing. And it would be blatantly false information. Mm. So when they finally posted it, the government could go, all right, see – they're on some bullshit right. posting all these fake stories. And that yeah. was his job for right. decades wow. with the government. Like that documentary closes with him just walking around a UFO convention in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, leave those people alone. Aww. Let them post their videos, you monster. But they were also right as it turned out. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was real. I think we talked about that on the on the, Yeah, uh, the yeah how we all found yeah. out and we were just like... Not now. That's fine. Come on. Come back in a year. So he also kind of plays into the theory that there were a lot of military and government forces on hand that all sort of uh, conspired to kill Dr. King. But he also is the one who facilitates this meeting between James Earl Ray and Dexter, who is Martin Luther King Jr.'s son. Mm -hmm. Was he son or grandson? Son. Son, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dexter King goes on television after he meets with James Earl Ray and says, I don't think James Earl Ray killed my dad. Yeah. And that's been the family's claim ever since. Like the the King family does not, as far as I know, uh, at least most of them do not believe James Earl Ray is the one who committed this murder. And what's really interesting, we'll close on this yeah what's there there is also talk of a racist cabal as mm-hmm. they call it in the documentary i don't but know what the fuck a cabal is it sounds like that's just james earl ray and his two brothers yeah and which, that 
they they claim there was a white nationalist group out of St. Louis that put a bounty on Dr. King's head. It's probably true. That probably true. And uh, some people do think that is the actual story, and that James Earl Ray and his two brothers are the ones who committed this murder. But James Earl Ray is the one who got caught, and he's never going to tell on his brothers, but also maybe didn't fire the shot. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to like weasel his way out of prison by proving he wasn't the one who fired the shot, sure. but also leaving enough suspicion in the air as to who did it so he doesn't have to implicate his brothers. But none of that worked because he's dead now. Yeah. He died in prison. Mm-hmm. But. I'll end on this. This is the most fascinating part of the MLK. Which never comes up. Conspiracy to me. Yeah. It never comes up. And if you look it up on Snopes, Snopes will immediately tell you it's not true. And they're being really fast and loose with the definition of false Mm. when they say that. What happened is the King family eventually sued uh, Lloyd Jowers and unnamed conspirators. So, okay, so blackface, like, you know, outlines of people with question marks on their faces? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. The, the grassy knoll people all yeah, over again. Yeah, And they took Lloyd Jowers and this co- case to civil court, and they did it after James Earl Ray died in prison. And all of this evidence was presented from their side about government involvement and the Lloyd Jowers involvement. And they actually won. Mm. They, they won the civil case against Lloyd Jowers and unnamed conspirators. And what happens is people will sometimes say that as they sued the government for killing Martin Luther King and won, when that's not technically true. Right. Because the government wasn't named and the government didn't present any defense. Sure. But a lot of the testimony did imply or did specifically say that various government agencies were involved. And... So it's it's not false. It like they did take this to a civil court and won. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's also they won on the Lloyd Jowers story, which seems like one of the more questionable versions of events. Yeah. But if nothing else, that should at least give you some idea that there's something more afoot here. Yeah, and we than may just never Jane. know. Yeah, I don't think that's what's so frustrating about this one is we will Never know. At least not in our lifetime. But definitely, like, I I 100% think that the government, there was some government agency involvement. I don't know who and I don't know to what extent. But, you know, just like when I found out about the Black Panther Party, it was kind of a wrap. I was like, oh, the government. And also the government is known for, like, uh, stirring shit and, like, you know, kind of if there is some sort of organization of people who are trying to, like, better a society for the citizens, they're known to send in things to put a wrench in the whole yeah. uh, operation. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, they need to protect themselves and that's what they do. They're self-protecting the government. There is a, it's probably still on Amazon, but it's an interview with Tupac when mm-hmm. he was in prison right before he, uh, Suge Knight bailed him out. And if you watch that interview and talk about it and listen to him talk about the things he wanted to do when he got out of prison, watching that, I was like, oh, the government killed him mm. because he is saying things that the government hears and goes, oh, no. Like he was talking about Black Panther shit, mm. basically. Right. And if anyone was going to bring that back, it would have been, been him. Tupac, for yeah. sure. And just hearing him talk, I just got this feeling like, fuck, did the government kill him? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of weirdness behind Tupac's 
Yeah. Death. There is yeah. there. I mentioned that FBI.vault.gov site. If you pull up Tupac's file, which of course the FBI had one, there's all this stuff about him being targeted by an unnamed person who is very clearly Suge Knight and the Jewish Defense League. And they targeted him in an extortion scheme mm. where basically he would he started getting these phone calls, the death threats. And he went to Suge Knight, not realizing that Suge Knight was working with the people Got making it. these death threats. And Suge Knight was like, yeah, I can take care of that. Don't you worry about it. And he like holds him up and him and his family up in a house for a day and like pretends he's doing all this maneuvering and then finally comes to Tupac and is like, you have to give me a hundred thousand dollars and these death threats will go away. And then they just split the money. And wow. it was him and Easy E were both targeted in these extortion schemes before they died. And that's the kind of shit that's just hiding in government records that we never yeah. ever hear about. Mm. And I haven't looked into whatever is on that site pertaining to Martin Luther King Jr. I'm assuming it's thousands of pages yeah, and would be a nightmare to rifle through. But I guarantee you there's weirdness in there that we haven't heard about. Absolutely. Yeah. Scary times. At well, least things have gotten better since. Have they? Right? I don't know. No, they have not. No. no things are things are still... <laughs> I feel like we're we're getting close to another high profile assassination. Yeah, I agree. I don't know who it's going to be. Could be someone in the media. I could see that. Yeah. But someone's dying soon. I can fucking feel it. Yeah. It makes me sad. Yeah. Um I don't think anybody should lose their life over political nope. beliefs. No matter if I agree or disagree. Yeah. And as much as people joke about it and as much as we've edited jokes about it out of all these podcasts thank you for doing that you never want your president to be assassinated never that is a nightmare for your country it's bad for everyone yeah it's very it's bad. bad like we you want this to play out in a way that doesn't involve that for yeah. sure so that's our episode uh, this is one like I, I normally try and end these by saying whether I agree or disagree or think this. I do think there's a conspiracy here, but I don't know what it is. There's just so <laughs> yeah, many there's options. There's so many possibilities. I agree. I think there is a conspiracy, but I again, I do think the government's involved, but who knows to what yeah. extent? Yeah. And what they did and who whose part was what? Yeah. I mean, we know why. Uh, like if they killed him, cut we and dry. Yeah, yeah, we know why. We just don't know how or yeah. who. Mm. Frustrating. But yeah. I don't think James Earl Ray no, acted alone. No, he's just a bumbling idiot. <laughs> so that's our episode. Thank you so much for Thank doing it. Thank you for it. having me. I really me. appreciate it. Uh, we should plug some shit before we get yeah. out of here. This yeah. is a free episode. So if you're listening to this, just a heads up, you can get two bonus episodes of Conspiracy, the show, and all the other shows I co-host. You can get bonus episodes of those, too, at patreon.com slash unpops. Just $5 a month, baby. That's nothing. I mean, just do it. Just do it. And also, yeah. there's a live episode of Pretty Scary at the Hollywood Hotel, August 25th, last Saturday of this month. Come mm. out to that. Mm. Mm. Be good times. Um, you can find out all of my uh, show dates. I'm going to be doing some dates coming up in San Diego and San Francisco soon. I also will be, uh, I made two short cartoons with Comedy Central Digital that will be coming out on their social media on uh, it's part of their Saturday morning-ish cartoon series. Oh, nice. Um, you can follow me online to get more info on that. At Madison Shepard on Twitter at Madison underscore Shepherd on Instagram. And I think I have a Facebook page, but I don't use it. But like, throw me a like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. 
What's a light going to kill you? I'm yeah. saying. It's not going to cost yeah. you anything. All right. Let's get out of here. Madison, say goodbye. Goodbye, Madison. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is about to be destroyed.